Accent of women would like to acknowledge the Kula nations, true owners, caretakers, and custodians of the land from which we broadcast. We pay our respect to elders past and present of the Kula nation and recognize their unceded sovereignty. Hello and welcome to Accent of Woman. I'm Ayan Shirwa. On this week's program, Daisy Indata joins us to talk about her project, Assimilate. Assimilate is part of the Melbourne Fringe Festival and is on from the 25th to the 27th of September at Darabin Arts. Assimilate was created and produced by Daisy Indata and is performed by Naomi Sipisu, Tamara Bailey, Anyoptua, and of course, Daisy Indata. Let's get started. Hi, people. My name is Daisy Indata. I am a creative of many realms. I, I am an audio engineer. I am a creative producer. I host a podcast called Wazi. And um, I feel like I'm forgetting one thing. See, I do so many things I forget. I do a lot of things and I like working with other people. So, yeah, I work part time at a cafe, by the way. So I make good coffee. Just saying. Oh, <laughs> listen, you never know when that can come in handy. Let me tell you. So you said you are a creative producer of Wazi. Can you tell us a bit about Wazi? Yeah. So Wazi is a podcast that I host. Um, it's free from conversation. And I just started it in 2017 with um, where I had conversations with creatives of different uh, fields. So there was poets, there's theater makers. Um, it started like that actually. And we just had conversations about the process of creating because a lot of people don't really understand what the process is like before the product. So we just consume, but we don't know what that looks like. So I spoke to a couple of people about that and conversation just goes everywhere. So it ends up talking about a lot of other stuff. And then with time, we just changed where um, I just started bringing in people who I thought had insightful conversations with or had a lot to share that mm. um, other people would benefit from. It just happened that most people who came in were also doing creative work. Uh, and I guess also that's because of the circles or the spaces that I'm in. Yeah. But yeah, that's Wazi. And Wazi just means cool. It means open. Yeah, it's a word that, it's a Swahili word that means a lot. It actually means a lot of things. Mm. But those two is what I picked up from. Yeah. Okay, so Daisy, with Wazi, you talked about it's a free-flowing conversation. Mm. Why that kind of execution? Uh, I just find it easier for myself, actually, to to be in conversations that are not necessarily close-ended. I've, I listen to podcasts a lot. So even from the podcast I was, I was listening to, I find it... I found that I enjoyed more free-flowing conversations as opposed to um, question-driven conversations. Mm. And even with questions, like questions can be open-ended, literally like a question you just asked me. So it was more like the delivery and also thinking of the conversations I was going to have with these people, I would get, we would get the most out of it if it was just like pretty flowing. And also the motivation behind starting the podcast was just the conversations I was having with my friends and then it's like, I always say to people, it's like the conversations I'll have with them, but there's just a microphone mm, and you, like other people listening. Yeah. Can you tell us some of that conversation? What's been the highlight or things that have like surprised you about mm. um, people's experiences with the creative process? Oh, I think the biggest one actually was the first one that I did with a friend of mine called Daniel Ilya and he's a rapper. Um Man, it just blew my mind because we'd been friends for like two years before that. And then we started talking about why he wrote certain songs and the motivation behind it. 
And there was a lot of it that was based on personal stories that even I wasn't aware about. And I think I even said in the interviews, like, well, I feel like I'm, I'm getting to know you even differently now. Mm-hmm. It was just that the process is, it goes beyond the technicality. It goes beyond um, the politics. It goes beyond what people see. It's, it's a very personal process. But also even speaking to like May was there speaking about theatre and she works with people, with youth who Mm. are not even theatre trained, but would want to tell stories. And so she just helps them get to a point. She's a theatre director, get to that point of telling stories. So everybody's approach towards um, whatever their creative angle is very also different and very personal. And um, even with the poets who came in, like I remember Fatima came in and she had just put out um, a book on Fatma, but oh, Fatma Hussein. Yeah, look her up. I think her no, her socials is Fatma Hus. Um, but she she had just put out a book on mm, what's that? Kindle on Kindle. That's right. And her poetry is very um is about mental health, and she talks not completely, but a huge part of that. And that project was about mental health, and even her sharing about her journey and the things that she was able to do was really mind-blowing but I think that platform specifically why I just continued with it because I was just going to do like a six-part series was the feedback that I got from people who I didn't even first of all I didn't think people were gonna listen girl bye (laughs) and people will be like oh my god when this person said this I thought oh it helped me like even cope or I I took this thing that blah blah said and now I'm using it in my life and I was like oh this is awesome because the point Mm. was for other people to see also how they can use their creativity um, to send messages Mm. that they're saying but also how these creatives are also human beings outside of their creativity and people took out a lot of lessons from just whoever these individuals were which is awesome obviously every project is different but when you approach a project is there a particular question that you have in mind yeah well that is a really good question um i actively started creating work with purpose last year so i did my very first um show my performance show last year and it was called kaya but I went to I actually went to a seminar and there's this guy his name's Efren Deliri he's amazing look him up he just released a book as well and he was talking about purpose and I was like oh my god what what's my purpose in my creative work and it I started thinking about it backwards where it's more like how, how I get my ideas how I actually get shows together is I have a butcher's paper where I just write my ideas and I always have a book so if I think of something I'm like oh my god I just write it down and then it all just never makes sense separately sometimes and then one day it just comes together I'm like oh my god that's it so like for Kaya that was it I just wrote things down I think it was probably a year of like different things and one day I came home I looked at it I was like oh my god all these things are talking about home and I was like all of these things are linked to home but also how home is different for everybody and that's what Kaya became and then from that I was like okay so what do I want to communicate to people like what's the purpose of this Mm. performance of this show and the purpose of that show was to prove not to prove but more like to set a conversation about what home means to people and show that home is not a house like it's not a physical it's not always a physical space it's not always with family Mm. but home can be different for other people and I think it's great when the conversation continues outside of that space and outside of the show. 
And until today, some people like will hit me up and be like, oh my God, Kaya. I'm like, really? It's been like a year. <laughs> but also I think about it, I'm like, wow, mm. I think we did it. Like people yeah. are talking about it with their friends, with their families or Absolutely. whatever, which is great. I feel like home is such a recurring theme. Why do you think that is? I think it is because everybody's trying to find what that is, but there's a lot of external influence to what it's supposed to be. And when it's different from how you feel or um, your understanding, and and there's no room, I, not that there's no room, I feel like sometimes there's not enough space for individuals to find home for themselves. Mm. And it could be like, you know, your friends or sometimes with family or some, whatever the external influence is or the spaces that we're in that limit, um, li- that doesn't give us space to figure that out. And yeah. we have to take responsibility and take ourselves out of it, which could be difficult and it takes time. Mm-hmm. Personally, it took me, it took me two years living in Melbourne to find my home here. Right. And it was about that, and 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 that definitely influenced me doing that show because I was like, oh my god, I feel at home here now. But it was two years, mm. so yeah. What was it that did it for you? Um, moving to Melbourne gave me space to also learn myself. So I was on a self awareness journey, which was it was not like sunshine and rainbows all the time. Like there was a good, there was a bad, and. I got to meet people because when I moved here, I didn't know anybody, literally not even one person. I was meeting my auntie for the first time when I came here. Um, and it was just really interesting because I was very open-minded to everybody that I met. Mm-hmm. So I was open to meeting new people and new spaces. And then slowly, you know, some people that I knew, you just kind of lose them or whatever. Um But when it became home is when I was like, wow, I have found my people where... I know if I need anything, even like just hanging out, I can be like, oh, I'll just hit up blah, blah, and it's fine. Mm. And then, because I always used to compare it to home. I'm like, man, if I was home, I'd just do this with whoever. Or I just, if I needed, I don't know, a cup or this is a really <laughs> bad analogy. Uh, I know where to go for something, but right. I never felt like that here. So once I was like, wow, I can leave this country, come back and still Melbourne is, is cool. Right. I found my creative space as well because... That was a huge part. I just didn't, I didn't, I felt like I didn't want to like creep into people's spaces because I didn't belong in those spaces. Um, but a lot of it was internal conflict and also me trying to find myself outside of also the idea of what people had about me, mm. including my family, my friend, like everybody had this idea of who Daisy is. And then even I was like, who the hell is Daisy? And trying to find that out was. Mm. An entire, again, two-year process. And by the time, actually, yeah, by the time I did Kaya, that which was August of 2018, is when I was like, yeah, I kind of know what I'm doing. I know mm. who I am. And also I understand who my people are and yeah. my spaces are. Just thinking about family, as you mentioned, um, every family is different. But when you were thinking of making art like a central thing, when did you realize that this is something I want to do and What's been the reception when it comes to your family and close friends and so on? Hmm. I my intro to creativity was was through music. So I was always doing music stuff when I was younger. My mom was always really supportive about it. My dad was like, I don't know. <laughs> always until today, I'm just like, oh my god, dad. He asked me for my credentials one time, and I'm credentials. like, credentials. You know, I'm an audio engineer, not like just. 
an engineer. I think like the engineer bit, he's still not wrapped around his right. head. Like I'm more of a creative engineer as opposed to like a technical one in yeah. the in respect to like building stuff. But yeah, my mom was always supportive and so I started doing music and when I was maybe thirteen my mom bought me a guitar, did music for a little bit. Um, did music in school, finished high school, did diploma in music technology because then I was like, oh, I want to be an audio engineer. And then when I came, I came here, I started doing uni, studying audio engineering. Um, but I used to do theater. Oh, I skipped a little bit. So I think theater is when I was like, oh, okay, I can use my music skills, but also learn how to act because I was a really bad actor just because I'd, I'd laugh like, oh, God. I just had really bad stage presence because I'd be laughing half of the time and people are like, oh my God, Daisy, just be serious. Yeah. And so maybe the, my best my best musical performance was we did a, um, a remake of Starafina, which is a South African film. I can't remember what year, but I just knew we grew up watching it about the appetite. And I was one of the lead roles. And I remember when I was told to do it, I was like, no, this is a bad idea. And then... Even that support, people are like, no, you can do it. I'm like, what is it that these people are seeing that I cannot see? But that process mm. of getting into that character, I was like, okay, so I can tell stories in different ways. And then when I did audio, it's like when it solidified because I was like, oh, my God, two things. I always wanted to tell stories, but not necessarily in in ways that other people did. Like, mm. I love theater, but I don't, I can't. I'm not good at writing scripts, so I wouldn't do it. But I am good at storytelling, so I'll incorporate mm. storytelling. But I'm like, oh, my God, soundscapes. I can tell stories like that as well and incorporate that. Yeah. And that's how I came into, like, doing installations and immersive theater as well, um, device shows. And as for my family, some of them still don't know what I do. <laughs> like, they know I'm a creative. I'm, I'm, I'm that... Um, I think they just don't understand. They know I'm an audio engineer, but right. they just don't have an understanding of that. And also they think that's it. Like they're just like, oh, engineer. And that's the end of it. They, It's like, no, I also do other things. Yeah. Like producing is very different from so when what, I'm do mixing they think a show. You just sort of like push buttons rather than there's a creative element. That. And they also just think I am like a D. Some of them think I'm a DJ, um, which honestly, mm-hmm. I want to learn how to DJ as well. But they just know about creative, and that's where it ends. I'm like, oh, she does creative stuff, you right. know. But for my immediate family, though, they know what I do. Like, right. my mom was here in April, and she was like, oh, okay, this is really interesting. <laughs> she listens to the podcast all the time. Um, my sis- They're, like, promoting my show, my French show, in Kenya. And I'm just like, it's just, it's amazing. It. And it's great support. And I- <laughs> it's funny, because then everyone else, they put it on, like, all the groups. And, like, if you're going to Australia... My sister's doing a show. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's it's amazing having that support and just um, knowing that you know at least they see what I'm doing. They they now see my vision. And on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Woman. We now return to hear the rest of our conversation with Daisy Indata about her project Assimilate. Going to assimilation, so assimilation covers a lot of things, but one of the themes that I'm interested in is identity and belonging. Mm. When it comes to that, what's been your experience? Um, I think my journey of identity actually started when... So I came to Australia in 2016, September. So maybe in June, around June of 2017 is when I started questioning a lot of things because also media had a huge role to play with it. Like being black in Australia is like, 
it's work every day hmm. um <laughs> that's real sis that's real i when i when when i was starting to find my my spaces and my people because first of all i, I was the only female in my university class so the way i interacted um is this in Australia? Sorry? In Australia, yeah. The way I interacted even with my classmates was just interesting because I could, I now ha- I was looking at things differently from a female perspective. Where it's like, wow, you people are really oblivious, to, you know, to certain things or certain comments would be said, and I'm like, wow, I'm obviously very female. Mm. Like, you know, I was very aware of that. And when I even started working, I have worked <laughs> in my audio engineering experience. I've worked with um the most females I've worked with was two. Like at the same time we're in the same space was two other females who are also engineers. And so I was very aware of being a woman, but also with my identity is I came from Kenya where I was just Kenyan and then I came to Australia where I'm black. Mm. And then it's like, oh <laughs> like I was um I was aware of my of race and all these things but I, it wasn't a lived experience until I moved here right so I was living as a black woman again yeah and then I'm African and being around indigenous peoples of this land actually made me start thinking about my ethnicity and by ethnicity I mean my tribe and who like my parents are from both uh, from different tribes and like what's my what's my roots and how do I connect to that right. so that was a huge part and it, it was a journey that I I think I, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't move out of home because I didn't, I, I had started that journey but I didn't feel the urgency to kind of push for that. Mm. And then, yeah, so I, I really wanted to reconnect and just understand more about my people, especially my dad's side of the family just because there's a lot of assimilation that happened mm. um, during colonialism and a lot of practices are just like dying and with our grandparents, a lot of things are going to disappear, unfortunately, because mm. a lot of us are just like reaching for like mm. this Western idea of whatever yeah. it is. James Baldwin has a really famous essay called The Creative Process, where he looks at what is the role of an artist and what is their responsibility. So I throw that question to you. What is your role and your responsibility? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> um, I think as as a as an artist everybody is responsible for whatever they put out and i know people are like oh you know once you put it out you know it's out of your control true but your purpose will not leave your work once you put it out and i think a lot of us and i used to do this i never used to think about that purpose like my intention and it takes a long time it's not something that's going to be like boom i got it <laughs> you constantly have to think about it and even you know, the reason you involve certain people, for example, certain things and put it out. So in terms of my role, I think at the moment and the space where I'm at, my role is to is to share experiences. And by experiences, I just mean like I'm telling stories, but they're not fi- they're not fictional stories mm. like these. These are stories, but they're based off certain aspects of life. It's not the full story. It's just like from these perspectives that I'm giving you. Um, and that's a, the role I think I've been doing with even Wazi by bringing certain people in that space. It's like you can get the full picture and this is not everybody's story, but it's it's a part of it and a lot of people identify with it. So when you listen to it, you can now fit in yourself into certain elements and see yeah. how that 
you know, reflects or um, resonates with you. So Daisy, can you tell me about Assimilate? Definitely. <laughs> Assimilate is um is a device piece, which means it's a piece that was there was no script to it. We just all made it together. That is being um that was devised by four women of color. Um, Anyop Dao, Nomi Sipiso, myself, and Tamara Bailey. And it's being assistant directed by Lucy Ansel, and everyone's a woman of color. Um, and that was really important because assimilate. So in Assimilate, we talk about assimilation, which is um, how it's confused a lot for integration. So those two things mean different things. But assimilation, in, integration is what we ideally want, which is where we can all be in the same space and coexist as opposed to being forced to be something that you're not, which is mm-hmm. what assimilation is. And so with this show, we just really, um, it's an expression of what it's felt like for us being in these spaces, but also how we've chosen to, you know, move past that, that those feelings of, assimi- like feeling that we don't belong in certain spaces or being forced to be things that we are not and how we've moved past it. So as opposed to... Um, yeah, as opposed to, and, and, and we've decided to do it in different ways. So storytelling is a, is a driving force. So there's elements of spoken word and poetry. Um, there's a bit of soundscapes and pre-recorded audio from like conversations of people we couldn't have because, um, you know, some voices, we, we, we can't voice other people's experiences mm. and the whole piece is centered around our own experiences. So other people came in um, through like pre-recorded audio and they mm. spoke to their experiences as well. Um, and other people contributed to the show um, and they're not in it, but they've contributed a lot yeah. from sharing also and asking, okay, how can we also in- introduce these things into our performance um, through movement, for example, or for example, what I was saying before, Nyokabi composing this song and her putting her experience in that song and that's her expression of it. Mm. Yeah. So while you were putting this project together, were you also mindful about so, because when it comes to assimilation, I feel like you can't not talk about First Nation communities. Yeah, so there have been First Nations people involved uh, in different ways and maybe not in the performance physically. But yeah, their voices are very strongly um, back the project um, behind this, mm. behind um, pre-recorded audio. So some, yeah. of the, some of the conversations that you'll hear in the space have been done with um, some people within the community. And then um, contributors to to the project as well in different ways of what assimilation looks like within this country and within Australia. I love questions about the process of making a project. So yeah. when you were putting this project together, what were some of the hurdles um, that you faced and how did you overcome them? I think one of the biggest one is there's so much to talk about with assimilation. And because we're centering it again on you know, our experiences is how how do we make this, you know, 60 minutes <laughs> and we're also able to communicate what we want to. But also, um, I think a huge one is finding the best way to talk about certain things but also not being insensitive. Mm. Because as much as it's my experience, I'm not the only one experiencing these things. Um, like, you know, identity identity is not, a daisy um theme to talk about like everybody has their own journey of identity and even gentrification and all these things um the audience that's coming in has probably gone through it so how are we artistic and where does that artistic expression 
now came into insensitivity and where do we stop mm. it so there was a lot of those conversations where it's like okay that's great but we need to think about another way of making this work as opposed to um that doesn't also cross over into into mm. being insensitive okay so for our listeners what is maybe one thing you'd love for them to take away from this show assimilation is here like it's very present and we we may not be able to recognize it but we need to do a lot of reflection that's it and even when you come for the show it's 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 less of a performance it's more of an experience but once you're in that space and once you leave like just think about it i just want you to reflect on you know the way we're living lives and the decisions we're making and the spaces that we're in that was daisy in data discussing her gorgeous project assimilate and the type of dialogue she hopes the show will open up. The show is part of the Melbourne Fringe Festival and is on from the 25th to the 27th of September at Darabin Arts. Tickets are available via the Melbourne Fringe website. Accent of Woman is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. We end today's program with a song by local artist P. Unique called Queen with Colour. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ayan Shirwa. Gotta be mad, ambitious, slim waist, full meal, and they're mad delicious. Only broke ass boys chase all them bitches. Boy, I wanna catch a body. I never caught a body, but I promise I'ma catch it. Ain't no mercy for nobody, just rehearsing, and I probably need a medic just to come and see me. I'm the illest, dying for success, and I'm living in the witness. I'm a queen, now a body, I can take that off my checklist. Why the dissing don't matter? Cause I'm a queen with color. Why the stressing, what's the matter? Yes, I'm a queen with color. Why the dissing? What's the matter? Cause I'm a queen with color. You're why the stressing? What's the matter? Yes, I'm a queen with color. Sometimes I visualize me feet up in the mansion. Yeah, I'm just feet up in the mansion. Not thinking about the trends, I'm not really into fashion. Guess you could call me old fashioned. Dope leaders, I'm a model with the role. Give a kid a paper and a pen, that's a goal. Take away the shit that they use to control them. Then maybe you can solve them Out of space and I'm thinking at the galaxy Pounding on this beat Oh my goodness, what a tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. Why the dissing don't I matter? Cause I'm a queen with color Why the stressing, what's the matter? Yes, I'm a queen with color Why the dissing, what's the matter? Cause I'm a queen with color Yeah, why the stressing, what's the matter? Yes, I'm a queen with color Cause I'm a queen with color